Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There we go. We're here. We're on. Um, All right. A warm welcome back to uh, to everyone uh, here from Online Darts. Um, back again for the fallout by myself, uh, Charlie Hopper and Cam, uh, taking you through all of day two's action. Again, a full a full weekend of, of darting action. Um, we'll be having a look at the games that have happened today, letting you know about the permutations uh, from these in terms of the groups uh, and looking ahead to tomorrow's gripping action. But firstly, Cam, um, another busy day of darting action. How did you, uh, how did you find it today? Yeah, it was. A, I thought it was a decent day, to be honest. Um, I've, I've had not much on today, which has been, been nice because I've been pretty busy the last few last few days. So it's been good to actually be able to sit down and, and watch it and sort of see how everyone's getting on and, and see a little bit more of the action. I think it's seen, seen some some really good stuff at times as well. Yeah, and I mean. It's it's just so back to back, isn't it? This early stage of the of the tournament when everyone's playing, you know, uh, games back to back to each other, and and there's so much going on. But now that we're sort of coming to the to the latter stages of the groups, the group matches, every single leg counts, doesn't it? At this point, yeah, that, that's exactly it. Now we're at that point, especially like obviously for some people today, it's already counted and they've already made their way through without sort of without having to worry about tomorrow or Tuesday's games, which is for them obviously just a little weight off and it's less of a worry going into into tomorrow. But then for others it, it's kept them in in sort of contention for going through were lost a little bit earlier than may have may have been out of there as well. So yeah, definitely. Well, for the people who are who are watching at the moment, um, of course, thank you for for tuning in. Um, we may have some interview clips for you tonight. That's not a guarantee. There wasn't any last night, um, but as you can imagine, a lot of matches to run through. Um, so if there isn't any tonight, then they'll be available on our social media channels on YouTube. Um, so you know exactly where you can get them um, if you want any post match reaction, which Phil will have got. So Cam, we'll start off. I guess. The best place to start is is Group A, um, two enthralling matches, and I guess the latter um, being going Price and, and Raymond van Barneveld, the game that I was looking forward to the most. But the one that kick started us in the group was uh, Dave Chisnell versus 
um, Ted Everts. And Ted Everts did well early on. He was two nil. He was two nil down. He came back to two all. But I guess Chizzy just seemed to have too much for him on the day. Yeah, I think that was it. Really, like you say, it it was just a a case of the the class told a little bit in the end from Chizzy, and and he needed it as well. To be fair, he he was in a little bit of bother and. And to, to come out of it, I mean, it's a, a top-class performance. I mean, I know we always see we see better averages in this tournament than we than we will in in a longer format. Obviously, if somebody plays a couple of particularly good legs, it makes more of an impact. But but yeah, to average over a ton and and get it done pretty comfortably and and well on the doubles as well, which he had an absolute horror show with yesterday um, against when he played Barney in the first game. Uh, so yeah, that that will have made him feel a lot better, I think, going into into his final game. And I guess it shows the dominance of Chizzy in the fact that Ted Everts only had three chances as a double. Um, two he took and, and one he didn't. But I guess in, in games like this, when it is first to five, you've got to take your opportunity when it comes. You have. It's it's relentless, this short format, isn't it? Like you're, you're, you're in and out of there without without blinking. You miss a couple of doubles and you might not ever get another shot. So, so yeah, I mean... Like you say, it's it was a pretty solid performance from Ted to get back to to two each, and like you say, he was playing pretty well at that stage. But Chizzy just kind of didn't give him an opportunity after that. And I guess the the game I, I touched on there prior to that was probably the most eye watering game that we'd seen throughout the throughout the uh, throughout the day throughout this Sunday of, of action, and that was of Gerwin Price and Raymond Van Barneveld locking horns. What did you make of Barney? Because that was some performance, wasn't it? Yeah, I was slightly tempted to throw the old um the old Voldemort gif in the chat earlier. Like he's back. <laughs> um yeah, I'm not sure many of us had him beaten Gezi today. Um certainly or even being unbeaten through two games against Chizzy and against Gezi. Um yeah, probably not not something that many of us saw coming, but another really strong performance from him. And uh well, I mean, I'm not 100% sure on, on this one. We'll come to this later on in terms of the permutations of, of tomorrow, but but he's, he's in pole position for getting through. Yeah, I think um, I think somewhere it said that um, he, he he quite literally has clinched his 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 foot now in is the foot now is is into the into the next round, which again is um, you know is is quite incredible. And and a quick word on Barney before we move on to Group B. Um, I guess he left it all for himself to do. He was 4-3 down. He had to break the going price throw. And we know how impressive going can be on throw. That is, that's quite incredible, really, to break his throw and then go and, and throw for the match and, and win. Yeah, and that and that's it. And then, like you say, to then close it out, really solid 15-dart leg to close it out as well. So just, just no bother at all, even with the fact that he did only get one dart at a double at the end of it, and that one dart the had at the double was with Gezi sitting on twenty four at that point as well. Mm-hmm. So really good under pressure and and impressive to be fair for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talked you talked there um, about the permutations for Group A, and it, it kind of seems fitting to 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 let everyone know exactly the situation in that. So Ted Everts is at the at the foot of the of the table. He's on no points from two games. Uh, his next game is against Ryan Van Barneveld. Um, and the next match is um, between Goen Price and Dave Chisnell as well. So I think Barney's now through. He's, he will be through one. Yeah, yeah, four, five and four points, two wins from his two games. 
But that's quite a, a mouth-watering tie between Gerwin Price and Dave Chisnell. The winner will will essentially go through. Yeah, that's it. It's essentially, they're in the knockout stage already. And it sometimes can work quite well for the person who comes through it in the fact that they've already had that pressure of basically playing a knockout game before then going into the actual knockout stages. As we saw a little bit this morning with the England cricket team getting to the getting it done. Um, but yeah, they had that same situation. It was winning in. Um, and now essentially went on and, and wrapped it up. So, yeah, could could work out well for the, whoever comes through that one as well. Yeah. Uh, well, Colin George is in, the, is in the chat room. He says, evening, evening Cam and uh, Charlie and Cam. Um, so, evening, Colin. Thanks for, for joining us um, this evening. Uh, now, into Group B, um, I have to say, whilst I was watching the... This get the one game we're going to talk about first in Mensa Soljevic and Christian Perez cam complete contrast to the cricket this morning. It was it was a pretty dire game, hard to hard to watch, very slow paced, but Mensa somehow got the job done. Yeah, I mean we know what we're going to get when we're watching Mensa. He's never going to be flying up to the hockey and, and sort of racing through throwing his throwing his three darts, but yeah, the the standard of it didn't help the watch either in the. Not only was it, it slow paced, it was also we weren't seeing a, a great deal of quality other than sort of one one decent checkout ton plus from from Mensa. But yeah, that was that was about it really. Yeah, Christian Perez um, didn't really get well. He, he had ch- chances. He had uh, eleven darts at a double, so he had opportunities there. It just it didn't come to him at the right time. But Mensa Solovich an eighty three point nine eight average, not really something that's going to make people look at him. Um, but I guess he's going to have to be on his. He's going to have to improve as the tournament goes on if he wants to to go further. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, at the end of the day, in this early stage, a, a win's a win, isn't it? And and it's a pretty comfortable win as well. He's got himself three legs on the leg difference there as well to to put himself in in a reasonable position to to still go out there and and try and qualify. So yeah, it wasn't his best performance, but we know he's capable of a lot better than that. So. If he, t- he turns up as, and plays as he can, he can certainly still make his way into the next round. And then from there, who knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I guess he didn't need to be at his best um, today to, to get the Not result. Exactly. Um, so, you know, he's, he's he's obviously got that 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 first win on the board. Um, the second game in that group, in Group B, uh, was Danny Noppert, um, who everyone's sort of seen has come to a, such a rise in form recently. Um, he put in a 99.98 average, so just under a tonne average in uh, in beating Simon Whitlock. Um, pretty clin- clinical from Noppy. He seems to be in pretty decent form and, and has been going quite well of, of late. Yeah, um, it was just that, again, watching him, you just... It's finding that first treble 20 with such mm. regularity that you always fancy him to follow it anyway when he does. And there were only actually two 180s in there, but you felt like every other visit he might hit one. And he played against a very good Simon Whitlock today who played well in his first round game and has averaged basically a ton again. I mean, it, it, shouldn't, it looks quite comfortable 5-2, but it, it could quite easily have gone gone the other way but Noppy did really well and again clinical on the doubles like we say he's he's one of one of those people that you you always kind of fancy if he's got if he's got one in hand at a double you kind of think he's going to take it and more often than not he tends to 
Yeah, and, and he's um he's riding high in the group at the moment. He's on um he's on four points uh, in group B. So he's he's looking in a very strong position. Uh, he'll come up against Mencia Solovic uh next. For Simon Whitlock, though, you talked about a very good Simon Whitlock. He has to play Christian Perez um for his opportunity to get through, and, and a win is probably going to be what he needs. You're probably gonna be quite fancy that, that Simon Whitlock will make it through to the next round. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I, without giving too much away before we get into what we're going to predict for tomorrow, yeah, that's where, that's where I'm going to be going. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think I might join you um, <laughs> on that one. So we start with, uh, we move on to Group C and it was the first match of the uh, of the afternoon, I guess, and that was with Richie Edhouse and Lisa Ashton uh, doing battle before Michael Smith and Joe Cullen uh, took to the hockey. Uh, Richie Edhouse getting his first win on the board cam and keeping his hopes of potentially qualifying alive. Yeah, exactly that. Just kind of did what he needed to do. And again, it's kind of the same tale again, where we've had two players average fairly similar only a couple of points in it on the average, but one of them at 40% on the doubles and one of them at 55, nearly 56. And that that's what's making the difference in these sort of tightish games where if you can give yourself the opportunities and you're taking over half of them every time, you're going to more often than not come out on top. Um, I'll be honest, I, this game was not one that I saw fully. I had it on, but also, as we all know, I've... I'm a Blackburn fan, so there was also <laughs> there was also a game going on at the at the same time when this one was on. But I'd probably rather be watching this, I'll be honest, after the outcome today. But yeah, um, commiserations to on that one. Yeah. Um, Burnley, yeah, Burnley gave you a bit of a hide in there. But yeah, um, we won't talk about the football too much because you're in much higher position than Middlesbrough are. So I can't really say anything. Um, in particular. There we are. <laughs> that says it all. Um, a quick word on Lisa Ashton. Of course, she's now becoming quite a familiar face on the TV for, for us at these TV tournaments. What have you made of her so far? A 5-3 defeat to Michael Smith yesterday and a 5-2 defeat today. What have you made of, of her competition so far? Yeah, I think it's it's been one where she'll probably be feeling a little bit like she's left a little bit out there. Um, she's We know how good she is um, and we know she's capable of a lot more than this, especially over the the shortage format as well and she's probably not quite done what she would have thought she would have she would have done because she she's come up against against Richie Eddowes averaging 85 today and and Michael Smith I don't think averaged much more than that yesterday against her and while she may not have well I'm sure she goes in there believing she's, she's going to win but whether the rest of us thought she might get results out of these two games or not if you'd offered her a chance to play those two playing at that level, rather than what we know that they're both capable of as well, she'd have been really fancying the chances and thinking, I could be coming away with four points here. And she's just not been quite clinical enough when she's needed to be. There's been too many scores that have been 45, 60s were just that one extra treble might just make the difference and just give her that little bit more time at the end of the leg. Like she only created five chances at double in this match. And that's probably what's let her down. Just the scoring phase slightly where we know she can score heavily and if she gets in amongst it, she can certainly certainly do a lot more than this. But I think it is still the case that it's still fairly new for her every time she's up there. I know she's done it a few times now, but comparing it 
to well not so much Richie because he's obviously in his early stages of play, playing up on the stage mm-hmm. as well but but Michael Smith who's done it week in week out for the last however many years now it is it is a different occasion for her than it is for them and the more she does it the more we're going to see her sort of compete yeah, which would be great. Again, would be great to see her compete more because as she competes more, as you say, um, she will uh, she'll get a lot better, um, and and she'll be able to to take the the experiences I guess that she's gained. Now, the other game in that group in Group C, uh, that was Michael Smith and Joe Cullen. I really saw this one of being an absolute cracker. Um, Cam and Michael Smith just just had too much for Joe on the night. He did. Um, yeah, I was. With you on this one, I was expecting we were getting all nine legs and it was going to be an absolute back and forth of just utter quality. But, but yeah, again, just Joe only created himself three dots at a double in the entire game and he just he wasn't quite at the level we know he can play at. And, and Michael Smith was just a bit nearer to his sort of his better level that, that we know he can play at as well. And I think the scoring just kind of kept him ahead enough that he got. A lot more opportunities and and sort of again clinical fifty percent on the doubles again. You don't lose many matches if you're at fifty percent on the doubles. Yeah, and he, he is such a quick thrower, is Michael Smith. When he's when he's when he's his aim is on is on point. He's he's firing well. There isn't really anyone better to watch than than the speedster that is Michael Smith in in putting players to to bed. No, that's the thing. That's how, especially in in the first to five game, like. It can just get away from you in no time because he's he's that quick, and especially Joe's not slow either. So you're getting through legs in, at a rapid pace, and I, I'm pretty sure I don't know what the exact timings on this one was, but I can't imagine it was more than five minutes to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the 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 group is is nicely poised in Group C. Um, Michael Smith leads the way on four points, two wins from two. Um, Lee Ashton has caused a drift at, at the bottom. Richie Edals is on two, and Joe Cullen's on two. So as things stand currently, Joe Cullen is ahead of Richie Edals in that group. Um, but Richie has to play Michael Smith, uh, yep. and Joe Cullen has to play Lisa Ashton. So this one could go either way, really, couldn't it? I mean, yeah, even Lisa can still qualify at this stage. I mean, it's going to take a bit of a turnaround in yeah. legs. I think she'd need to win 5-2 maybe would would get her. Will, will that work? Try work it out. She's got minus five and Joel's at level. Yeah, yeah. so 5-2. Yeah. Bearing in mind, that's obviously if, if Michael Smith beats Fritz Yedals as well. But yeah, it, anyone can still qualify here, obviously. And I mean... That's what we want to see in it. We love we love a little bit of drama on, on the on the last day of the group. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's for me definitely watching. It's it's a little bit better than than the group stages where you've already got a player that's qualified. It's it's so nice when you've got the permutations of I have to win by three legs or I have to win by however many legs. It it yeah. really is good when it comes down to that. We see it in cricket so much with net run rate and everything like that. You just you just don't know what's going to happen, and there's so many permutations to a game that that can you know make or break your tournament. Yeah, and on the plus side, this one's a little bit easier to work out as well than the than the net run rate is. Yeah. <laughs> you going, how many balls have we got to win by? But yeah. this is slightly easier. We just it's, it's it's first of five. We know how many legs you're gonna have to win by. It's, it makes it a little bit easier for us. But um, yeah, it is it is a lot of fun when it comes down to it like that. And it's not just a win, but it's got to be a win by this many legs, and it's, it keeps it interesting, doesn't it? 
It does. It, it most definitely does. Um, on to Group D. So we're nearly halfway through the through the groups now. Um, Martin Schindler got the better of Adam Gowless, um, five three, and then Dirk van Dijvenbode dispatched of Rob Cross. Um, before the the group started, can I sell this as quite an even an even opportunity for either players to to get through? And you know, it seemed as if. Adam Gowless just ran out of steam at the wrong time in, in his game against Martin Schindler. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's it's kind of a, exactly hit the nail on the head with that. It it was a competitive game and it was one that you kind of felt could have gone either way. But when it came down to it, Schindler's class probably just told a little bit there. And we know how improved he's been over the last sort of year, 18 months. He's sort of come back and and playing really well. And I think when it came down to it, he just had that little bit more in the tank that got him over the line, really. Yeah. And disappointment for um, Rob Cross as well in his match. 3-1, he was was up and he then lost uh, Dirk van Dijk-Boda reeling off the next four legs. But we can see how dominant Dirk can be, um, can't we, when he gets on a roll? And you don't really want to be in his way when, when that is the case. Well, that's it, isn't it? With him, when he gets on that run, again, quick player, he, he can get away from you quite quite quickly. Obviously, Rob's a little bit more deliberate, but still not not slow by any means. So, it can when you those legs are getting reeled off quickly, um, it can get away from you quite quick. And and once Dirt's fired up as well, you know, he's like as soon as he gets pumped up and he's giving giving it the big one a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of. You know where you stand with that, don't you? Like you know exactly. Yeah. Like if he if he's beating you, he's gonna let you know. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, evening, um, Rosa. Put that on the screen. She's in the in the chat room, um, watching on as always. Um, the permutations for that group, Cam, are looking rather tasty going into into the final round of matches. Dirk van Dijvenbode has to play um, Adam Gowler, so that pretty much I think he's now through. Because yes. Martin Schindler and Rob Cross have to play each other, which will which could will will be a shootout for for the next round. That one could be a, a quite tasty game for Rob Cross. It could, yeah, because like we say, I mean, Martin Schindler is he's no pushover. Like he's he's one of the most improved on, on tour over the last couple of years, and yeah, you don't. He's another one who once he gets gets into his rhythm as well, he can score heavily and he could put you under a lot of pressure and. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be the one I'd fancy playing if I've got a beating to get through. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, again, you know that is that. Those are the games that 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 make the tournament and the um, and the format of it so special because you know you, you don't know which way it's going to go. Um, On to Group E, and we saw Nathan Aspinall open that group up with a pretty comfortable victory over Fallon Sherrick. Sherrick missing nine darts uh, at a double. She she just didn't get going, and on the stage. On games like this, you've, you've got to take your chances, haven't you, really? You do, and and, and that's the thing. Like we say again, I mean, she's, she's won the first leg, and you're thinking, right, sort of sort of fell over the line in the first leg as well. It wasn't wasn't sort of top quality, but you just thought she's that's what she needed. Settle her down. She can then go on and kick on from there. But, but Nathan just didn't let her do it. She she created a few opportunities, like we say, but. Mm. She never had a sort of a comfortable leg where you thought, oh, she should she should win this one from here. Then yes, a couple of opportunities at, at double, but I thought Nathan was just pretty clinical and just 
did exactly what he needed to do to get over the line. And that that has ended her um, her hopes in the Grand Slam. Uh, two five one defeats against Pete Wright and um, Nathan Aspinall, respectively. How do you think she's going to be feeling, Cam, after after the first the, the two games? She hasn't reached the heights that we know she can. Um, do you think she'll be a little bit disappointed? I think so. Yeah, I think she will be a little bit disappointed. I mean, she she got dealt a pretty tough hand. I mean, it was. Mm. As groups go, this is one of the tougher ones. Um, we've seen Nathan back to some decent form recently. Peter Wright, we all know what he can do. And I mean, Alan Suter is absolutely no pushover at any point as well. He's going to fight for everything against you every time every time you're in there. So it was always going to be a tough ask to try and get out of this group. But I think you will be a little bit disappointed to be sat there with only two legs on the board after the first two games. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And just quickly to run you through the the standings in in that group um, that we uh, that we've seen so far. Nathan Aspinall in second um, at the moment, Fallon Sherrick at the bottom. But the other game in the group, Cam, and one that I was so I can't even believe that Peter Wright has got himself out of the hole that he was in. How Alan Souter is not sat back in his hotel room with a win to his name? It, it, I don't, I can't even believe it because Peter Wright no. has. Has dodged a bullet in that one. I did, yeah, I absolutely with you on that one. Um, I don't know how he's managed to win this game. It should have been five three to two, so done, wrapped up, and and finished. And then he still should have won it at, at, at four all as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It was a, it was. I don't know what Zalters really described this game. It was, wasn't bad by any means in terms of the standard. But again, I mean, Peter Wright's averaged in the in the eighties, and and Susan's not put him away. And it's just come down to the doubles. I mean, you can't, you can't, you just can't average twenty eight percent on your doubles. It's just not, it's not good enough. Um, and we know it's hard to get over the line, and that last that last double to get over the line is not easy whatsoever. But missing six in this game, I could kind of understand it more if it was tomorrow night and it was or Tuesday night as it'll be for the for this group. Um, and it was right. It's, we needed this one to get through to the next stage, and you go all right. Maybe like, I can understand the nerves a little bit more. But at this stage, you've still got another chance tomorrow. So you kind of thought you would maybe be a little bit more relaxed over it and, and maybe take it out. But we didn't see it. And 
yeah, it was it was a bullet dodge for Peter Wright, who will be feeling a bit happier, I think, after that. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you'd imagine. Um, Dan, Dan um, Simpson's in the in the chat as well. So evening, Dan. Um, for the permutations of that group, as I've just mentioned before, we talked about that game. Uh, Peter Wright is sitting handsome at the top. Um, I think I'm not too sure whether he's he's safe or not. Um, um, so term- he will play Nathan, won't he? Yes, so he's still got Nathan. To play. Not safe yet. Oh, oh wait. So no, not still, still because... there's still an opportunity for for that that group to go a little bit different than what we've seen. Yeah, so if he gets beat, obviously if he gets beat by Nathan, and then so should I work out the legs? So Wright's on plus five at the moment, so he loses, and then obviously Suter puts Fallon away fairly comfortably. Then yeah, he could end up missing out still, which. Would be, it's yeah. always cruel, but we see it. We see it more often than not that someone yeah. will get two wins and not go through. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we do see that very often. But yeah, Peter Wright um, in the driving seat as it stands in Group E. Uh, On to Group F and the opening game in that one um, probably should have been, and I say probably should have been a bit of a surprise in that one. Again, somehow Damon Hetter got over the line against Leonard Gates. Come, I don't know if you saw it. I was watching it at the time. What was he doing in the decider? <laughs> for, for anyone that hasn't actually seen it, he left himself seventy. Uh, he went for eighteen, leaving which of course left fifty-two. He's then gone straight for double sixteen, thinking that I believe thinking that he was on thirty-two. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't even know what's gone through his head there, but what a, a missed opportunity that was for, for Leonard Gates. Yeah, I, it's, just, it's it's one of those, and we come back to it so many times, <laughs> that it's your job to be able to count. And if you can't count, ask what you've got left. Because, because you can I mean, for someone like Leonard Gates, he doesn't get a lot of opportunities up on the big stage. Mm. It's occasionally that we'll see him up there. Obviously, seen him at like the World Series events, things like that. But we're not seeing him week in, week out on the stage with with the rest of them. You can't afford on your opportunities like this to not go through because you can't count. It's not even. You're hitting these shots so many times. Yeah. (laughs) And you're aiming at these numbers so many times that it's not even that you particularly have to count with a simple single number. It's there. From what you're on. You you know instinctively what it is. And yes, I know it's pressure up on the stage and we can all have a bit of a moment now and then, but just take an extra second and just make sure you're going for the right. Yeah. the right number yeah yeah i mean dan dan had spoke to us all in the group chat hadn't he about that about about yeah. what, what he it, dan didn't hold back it was safe to say 
Yeah, he didn't hold back. Um, a good game, that one, of course, Leonard Gates should have got over the line. Somehow Damon Hetter um, lives to fight another day. And Johnny Clayton, well, he looked back to, to somewhere near his best by dispatching Jermaine Watamina. Um, we, we've seen Watamina just on a bit of a downward spiral as of, of recently. Um, and when you come up against a player like Johnny Clayton, you, you've got to be on your best to beat him. And, and he just wasn't today. No, he wasn't. Um I mean, he had a really, really good win yesterday, uh, but you kind of thought, are we seeing him spark to back to some mm. of the form that we could we could possibly see again going forwards? But but no, it was um, he was nowhere near Johnny today. But Johnny's been utterly clinical in both games that that he's played. I mean, yeah. I think he's the only one in the entire tournament that sat there with a perfect back to back five nils. So. You don't get many chances against Johnny Clayton, to be fair, especially when he's playing well. And it was it was very much just the clinical ferret that we've come to see that he didn't do anything spectacular, but he just did what he needed to do to get it wrapped up and get off the stage and put himself through, I would imagine. Yes, he's he's through. He's two 5-0 wins um, means that he's qualified. But I know I said about Jermaine Watamina and... Um, and you know, he, he was in a position where he's maybe seen a bit of a downward spiral. He still has a great opportunity in this group to qualify, doesn't he? Um, if he can beat Leonard Gates, who who's without a win um, on Tuesday, I believe, if he can pick up a win there, Cam, this could really be a bit of a spark that Jermaine Watamina maybe needs. Exactly that. I mean, even, like you say, even with that, that poor result for him today, he's still in the driving seat in the he's got a better leg difference than Damon Hess has. And he's up against Leonard Gates, who's not won a game yet. All he has to do is go out there and just do a better job on Gates than what Hesser does on, on Clayton, which, I mean, that's going to be tough for, for Damon to get a win in the first place, mm -hmm. never mind sort of get it with enough of a, a swing in the leg difference as well to get him through. So, yeah, really big chance for him. And then, like you say, he can just take that one win sometimes and then you just... It clicks into gear on the next day and who knows where it can take you. Yeah, well, uh, well, 100% in, in that one. Um, over to Group um, G and we saw the European champion or the recently crowned European champion in action. Um, him and Michael Van Gogh were both in, in action in their games. Ross Smith starting off with a, a clinical victory over Nathan Rafferty. And it really is hard to find any negatives about Ross Smith's game at the moment. No, it's... Yeah, he's just very, very good at the moment. I mean, that like you say, that, that final win over, over Michael Smith was was just an unbelievable standard throughout that he played and he's just kind of taken it taking it on with him as well and just played really well because Nathan didn't play particularly badly either, but it's just really, really good on the outer ring again from Ross Smith. I mean, he just looks unflappable when he's on, on the outer ring almost, which wasn't something you could say about him for for quite some time. Um, and sort of when it came down to it, he wasn't always the one that you would put your house on getting over the line when it when it mattered. But that these big wins can do a, do a lot for people in terms of the confidence and he looks like he's taken that into this. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and you talked about um, the word clinical. Well, that was exactly what Michael Van Gerwen was against Luke Woodhouse. Despite going 1-0 down to a big one two nine checkout from the Englishman, Michael Van Gerwen reeling off five straight legs. Again, just short of a tonne average. Michael Van Gerwen, you know, is cruising his way through, uh, through the group stages. Yeah, absolutely, just making it look really easy. I mean, when that one two nine went in in leg one, lovely finish on the ball from from Luke, and you just kind of thought, "Oh, have we got a game on here?" And then very quickly, Michael went, "Now we haven't," and he just <laughs> literally just went through and wrapped it up. I mean, he only gave Luke one other one other shot at a double in the entire game. So, yeah, just like you say, clinical again, mm. hitting hat, hitting fifty percent of his doubles again. I'm starting to sound a little bit like a broken record, but with the <laughs> Just yeah. seeing people just go in there and and the scoring's good. If you're score, scoring anywhere near a, a round hundred average and you're in half half your doubles, you're not going to get beat very often. Yeah, and of course we could uh, potentially see a group, uh, the group G in that one, in which um, we have all three players on four points. Uh, Michael Van Gogh at the top at the moment on four, uh, four points, two wins from two. Ross Smith is in a, a commanding position um, on two points, but then Luke Woodhouse has to play Nathan Rafferty uh, in his last game. So there's an opportunity here, which someone quite big could, could miss out in, uh, in that group. And finally, Cam, before we got onto the predictions for tomorrow, um, I know there's less games than, than there was today. Group H um, had us to finish off the uh, the day Josh Rock getting over the line against Scott Williams, two debutants in the in the competition, and it lived up to to probably what we all expected. Yeah, two quality players, like you say, first time up there. If there's one person I don't want to play right now, it's Josh Rock. Yeah, like I would be very very worried if I drew him in the first round of the world. So he's playing some absolutely he's played some fantastic stuff all year and he's taking it onto the stage now and, and doing it there as well. Just scoring power there, the finishing, the big checkouts there when when he needed it as well. It's just a really good game, like you say, and it we all love a last leg decider and to throw a thirteen darter when you when you've got that last leg decider to try and get yourself over the line, it's it's very, very impressive. Yeah, and I mean, of course, he he had missed six match darts, um, so it could have been a little bit easier for Josh Rock um, in in the match. But he he gets over the line. It it really seems as if, as you mentioned there, no one wants to really draw him in the first round at the at the World Championships. And you know, Josh Rock still has the opportunity here that he can go quite deep in this tournament. Absolutely, yeah. I like to say, I he's one of them players that you you don't want to play him right now and. You're gonna feel a little bit up against it going in there against him because you beat him, you're probably not gonna get the credit that you you deserve for it, and you could quite come quite easily be on the wrong end of a comfortable defeat as well. Um, so yeah, he's got got a really good chance here still to to go through, and like I say, he's kind of not in the poor position because we know what Luke Humphries has, has has done. And we'll come to that in a second, but he's he's still in that position where. If he wins, he he pretty much goes through. So, yeah, yeah, and the final game um, of the of the evening uh, of the day that was of cool hand Luke Humphreys, who absolutely dispatched Ryan Sir with the highest average of the tournament so far, one hundred seven point zero four. 
I think again the word clinical comes to mind, Cam. That was that was a pretty impressive performance from Luke Humphreys. Yeah, this was sort of probably looked like it could be the game of the day after two mm. legs. Um and Ryanzel didn't really drop his level at all, but just got absolutely punished. Like he missed I think two darts, was it to go two yeah. up? And from there onwards, he was, without doing anything particularly wrong, wasn't in the game whatsoever because Luke Humphreys just absolutely battered him. And a one or seven average didn't really doesn't really do it justice. It seemed it seemed even better than that watching it. Yeah. Um, again, the finishing, no sort of didn't seem to take out anything outrageous, but it was just again it was just clinical. Yeah, um, it, 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 that group is 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 holding up nicely. There's only one place left to play for because Luke Humphries has qualified um, with a plus seven leg av- leg difference uh, on four points. Josh Rock uh, he has to play Luke Humphries um, in the uh, in the next in the final game of the group stages. Uh, Ryan So will play against. Uh, Scott Williams. So again, that could go either way. Uh, a quick word on on Ryan Searle, um, Cam. I guess I know if it was anyone else playing against Luke Humphreys, you you may hope that Luke Humphreys will get the job done. But maybe he has to hope for a for a bit of a favour here because I, I I hope that Luke Humphreys gets over because Ryan Searle's a quality quality player. But he kind of has to hope that Humphreys hits his hits his form again. And dispatches of Josh Rock because Rock ain't going to go away easily, is he? Really? No, he's definitely not. And and like you say, I mean, Rock's got that three leg advantage on him in terms of the leg difference going into into the last two games. Well, so he needs a bit of a favour, and the worry for for Ryan Searle is going to be the fact that Luke Humphries doesn't need to win. And um, so whether he's as switched on and concentrating as he as he needs to be. For for Ryan's sake, at least we yeah. will obviously wait and see. But then again, we we know how good Lee Humphries is, and I mean, they're all professionals. They're all still going to turn up and and play play properly. No one's going to give anyone a free ride through. Um, I mean, when that boy relaxes and plays well, he can. <laughs> if it doesn't matter, he might even be even. He might even throw in a higher average than he did today. Yeah, well, that would be uh, that would be pretty exceptional, but um, something uh, something that we, that we wouldn't um, wouldn't be surprised about. Well, Dan Dan Simpson has replied to the to the banner on the bottom. He says performance of the day is easy. Um, Raymond Van Barneveld, I have to agree with you there, Dan. That was a, a pretty incredible performance. Well, tomorrow um, we get started uh, at quarter past seven um, at the Grand Slam of Darts, and it's Group A, B, C, and D in action um again the permutations will be uh, will be great and of course they'll explain it to you as we get closer to that uh, cam again i'll start group a um your predictions myself predictions as well you can let us know in the chat room what you think which way you think it'll go uh, the first the two games to talk about rain van barneveld versus ted everts and uh, going price versus dave chisnell which way do you think these games are going to go cam um i think that Barney beats Ted Everts and secures his place. Did we say he'd already secured his place? We did, didn't we? I think. Yeah, of course he has. Because yes, they've got to play each other. Has, yeah. I still think he wins. Um, I think he wins 5 3. And then 
I just think when he needs it, Des he's got a little bit more than Chizzy and can just turn it on a little bit more of the switch to the button. And I think he wins 5-4. I think he takes him all the way, but I think he wins 5-4. So we see Price join Barney in the next round. Yeah, I, I, I could near enough agree with them. I think Raymond Van Barneville will beat Ted Everts. I think he wins 5-2. Uh, but I think going Price wins, yeah, I would probably go... Pro- I'm going to go 5-3 again with you, Cam. Um, I think going Price turns it up just about. But as I pops on the screen there, Dan Simpson saying Barney and Chizzy both win for me. Um, so Dan thinking that Chizzy will, uh, will get over the line in that one. Um, and that would essentially mean that um you know he 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 would qualify into group b then um and it's simon whitlock versus christian perez uh we talked a little bit about that earlier on and danny noppert against mensus soljevic i kind of see this going one way to be honest cam but do you see an upset at all no <laughs> no not at all um i can't i can't see one i think whitlock wins Five one, I think Perez might get might get a leg, but I think it's going to be very very easy for for Simon. I think he's he's playing playing well from what I've seen over the last two two days. So I think he will do that, and then obviously that at that point pretty much then relegates Silovic to having to beat Nop at five nil. Which once that result's gone, which I think will go quite early. Um, I think Noppy will get a leg or two on the board quite early and I think he'll mm. then cruise on and, and win 5-2 probably. Yeah, well, Colin saying there, Whitlock and Noppy to, to win the group. Yeah, I think Whitlock will get the job done. Um, I think he, he wins 5-0 and I think Danny Noppet wins 5-2 um, in that game. But again, um, you know, you never you never know what's going to happen. Stranger things have happened. So we'll have to see, uh, have to see how that goes. Into Group C, because uh, I know we've been talking now for about 45 uh, minutes or so. Uh, Joe Cullen opens up in that group um, against Lisa Ashton before Michael Smith takes on Richie Edhouse. Um, Cam, again, it's, it, the permutations are still there. This group could go either way. Yeah, yeah, it could. Um, but I think we see the top two that are the top two now be the top two at the end of it as well. So I think we'll see. First up, I think I think Joel beat Lisa. I think I think it'll be similar to what we've seen for Lisa already in that she'll get a couple of legs on the board. She'll probably have another couple of chances as well, but. Mm. Joel just sort of do enough and win, I think, 5-2 for Joel. Yeah. And I think Michael Smith beat Fritz Yedos by the same scoreline. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dan, both to both 5-1, five, um, five, Cullen and, and Smith to, to get the job done in that one and, and go through as we probably would predict. Um, and finally, of course, into Group D. These are the last matches in the game. Uh, Dirk van Dijvenbode and Adam Gowlis, I think they get us underway uh, in the action tomorrow night. And then it's, of course, Rob Cross and Martin Schindler. Uh, Dirk van Dijvenbode, the camera's got through, so it doesn't matter. And Adam Gowlis has been eliminated. Do you think that game will be a bit bit straightforward for, for Dirk to get through? Well, to, to strengthen his, his position? I think so, yeah. Um, I I do think we'll see him come on, come out on top in that game five three maybe. It might not be 
sort of the standard we know we can play at because it's a game for both of them that it doesn't doesn't particularly matter. But yeah, I think we'll see him win. Yeah, and uh, and the big one, the one that I saved for for last, just to chat about for for a little while. Or Rob Cross versus Martin Schindler. We know Rob Cross has not been the form that that we've seen in the past. Do you think Martin Schindler will be sensing a bit of an upset here to 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 snatch a place in the next round? I think he'll absolutely fancy it. Yeah, I I think he'll be he'll be right up for this last game of the night as well, I believe. So keep them both waiting as well on the on the sort of decider for who wins and who goes through. Um, yeah, so I think we're gonna it's gonna. It could well be the game of the night as well as being the last game of the night. And I think Martin Schindler wins it 5-4. Wow, that would be, uh, I guess, not an upset really because we know how good Martin Schindler um, can be. I, I probably would, would stick with, Dirk, I think Dirk van Davenborough wins 5-1 in his match. Um, and I think... Oh, that's a tough one. I th- I'm going to go Rob Cross, but I'm going to go five four. I think it it really comes to the last leg, yeah. and and you know the crowd are behind him. Um, um, it, it really could it could go to that. But Cam, of course, that that sort of brings to an end our predictions. We've looked at the permutations of what's going to happen um, and everything. But as we come to the to the latter to the latter stages of of the group, the first four groups, we're really in for um, quite an exciting. At evening of darts tomorrow. Yeah, I think we are, and like I say, oh, there's a lot of real quality ties in there that we're going to see some. I'm going to see some some very good performances. I think from from certain individuals in there that need to get a result. Like I say, I think the game between Gezi and Chizzy is going to be it's going to be an absolute cracker, and then I just and then we're just building up to that last one of the night where it's with winning you through and I think like I say I think it will quite well be the game of the night as well mm, well definitely we'll uh, we'll finish on, on that one so that, that's all from day two at the Grand Slam of darts a huge thank you again to Boyle Sports for their, for sponsoring our coverage of the Grand Slam I know we didn't get any um, cover, any sort of interviews or anything that Phil has done and conducted after the games but you know exactly where to find them on the uh, Online Darts YouTube channel where you can see all um, of the post matches with the winners so great to, to have a look through them um, but for myself and Cam um, thank you very much for, for tuning in for, for getting involved for listening uh, and watching uh, this evening have an enjoyable rest of the weekend and of course we will see you all um, bright and early tomorrow Um, for another day of darting action. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.